1: If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Bezick.
0: Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, one of the top five football podcasts in the galaxy. We're presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Most of you know this. Five teams, seven years in my 20s. Awesome temp job, 2001 to 2008. Ever since then, I've been in the media game. I got a lot of gigs. I don't know. Google it or go to my profile page on any of the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It's at Ross Tucker NFL everywhere. We got a whole network Fantasy Feast podcast on Wednesdays with Joe Dolan is I think the best fantasy podcast out there. Ross Tucker Football Podcast three times a week this time of year. Scheduled to have Alex Angeloni, Lions linebacker and free agent to be this afternoon. Actually, going to have a surprise Tuesday afternoon edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Need to keep everybody on their toes a little bit. Greg Cosell will join from the Combine on Thursday. So, very much. Looking forward to that. College Draft Podcast is excellent this time of year. I swear people are like taking Emery stuff and then running with it. Nobody else was all over Anthony Richardson. Now everybody is. It's kind of funny to me. Um, at Ross Tucker Pod is at social. You can always watch the show now or watch the, the highlight clips of the shows. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. The star of this show is Steve Fezik. I have no idea how he does all the math that he does in his head, but he does. At Fezzik Sports, it's incredible. He is a professional sports better. That is how he makes a living. You can check him out on social media at Fezzik Sports or over at pregame.com. Steve, I, I want to get in the XFL a little bit with you, but we have been waiting and excited about today's episode of for a while, we've got the now world famous grades, Sean Grady on the show from Australia to break down what we learned or what we should take away from the betting season that was for the Even Money podcast. We are big on transparency. We're really big on two things. We're big on trying to keep the show 30 minutes or less because we care about your time. And being transparent. We tell you the ones we win, the ones we lose. We tell you our record. And grades often has some extra little
1: information in there. Grades, welcome back to the show this year. Really appreciate it. Morning, mate. Uh, A very early morning in Australia at the moment. It's just gone 2.30. So nice early start for me today.
0: Oh, my gosh. So it's 2.30 a.m. On Wednesday, March 1st for you? That's it, mate. And it's 7.30 a.m. on Tuesday, February 28th for Fezzik in Las Vegas. You can't get...
1: Is that like... You can't get more different than that, can you? That's about it. Uh, New Zealand's another two hours ahead of where I am at the moment, but that's getting about as close as it gets. That is incredible. What's what's March like? What's the future like? Uh, well, it's still pretty warm here, um, even though we've had a pretty mild summer. But, uh, you know, we've just gone into autumn. And judging by the first two and a half hours, it looks like it's going to be a bit cooler than summer. So that's nice. Wow. That is
0: awesome, man. Well, I, I, I forgot. I mean, I knew that it wouldn't be an ideal time for you. I didn't know it was going to be 2.30. You are incredible. Really appreciate that. I could have asked Steve if we could have adjusted it a little bit later this afternoon or something, but um, that is amazing. That's how awesome Grades is, everybody. Grades, are you on social or anything? Do you, want, do you have
1: anything you want to promote or have people follow you anywhere? Um, yeah, you can um, see me. I'm on Twitter uh, at SWP Grady. Um, there you'll find um, me whinging about the local soccer comp, which you can see my shirt here, Newcastle Jets. That's mainly where I do my uh, soccer whinging. But really, if you want to chat NFL, patreon.com slash RT Media, that's probably the place to go. Nice. I I didn't even ask him to do that. I
0: like that, Sean. All right. So we'll get into some Australia stuff um, and the growth of the NFL in Australia. But I want to make sure – we, we get the the nuts and bolts of of the season. So uh, we have you on. you've been grading us for a while now. We have you on at the end of every season just to tell us stuff that maybe we can't see from your unbelievable excel spreadsheet, which by the way is posted every week at the aforementioned patreon.com slash rt media. All right what um, what what jumped out to you? What's give us like your summary? From
1: how Steve and I did. Well, I mean, uh, I'm sure most regular listeners will, re- listeners will realize that this year, um, big difference from last year's sort of record-breaking year. From Steve, Steve ended up coming in dead even um, at zero units, and you, Ross, came in um, where we end up thirty uh, up thirty three units. And I mean, w- we explained it several times as well. You know, it's not quite. Uh, even, you know, if come out even, we're a little bit behind. But um, I think more than anything, it's a bit more of a regression to the mean rather than, uh, you know, a disastrous year. Um, no big losses. Um, but yeah, some really big improvements for yourself, Ross, from last year were the, the most standout things. Um, you, know, you you had a big, um, a good uh, improvement in your teasers. Uh, whereas teasers as a, as a best bet, didn't really perform as well as I did. Your teasers really improved. Um, So So wait, hold on a second. So
0: my teasers did well this year, but when Steve and I went in on a best bet teaser together, it didn't do as well.
1: No, it didn't have the success that it had. Um, And again, last year was extraordinary, but we ended up, um, there, there were six less wins in total. And, you know, it was a decent drop best bets in total um we were on a bit of a roll last year so uh, there were 12 less wins for the whole whole year um so we had 12 less wins on the best bets on the best bets um how steve was up a ton last year right 61 units something like that by the end of the year so yeah it was i mean so it, steve was really, up
0: 61 units last year
1: yeah it was, it was oh an amazing my last
0: year. um I thought so I was a, up 35 units. By the
1: way, I need to check. Yeah, that. see that's going to happen when I go back and do. So I go back and check it all doing doing this last review. You both had a two bonus units in there that calculated incorrectly. So you ended up 33, and uh, Steve ended up dead even. Got it. That's amazing, isn't it, Steve? You you put out
0: 214 units when you and you got back 214 units. Like that, that seems like that's almost hard to do.
2: It, it really is. And what probably illustrates the variance a lot better is the fact I can win 60 units one year. And the next year, I'm um, at zero units. And that's much more, I mean, that's extreme variance. But I would expect all things being equal, uh, I'd expect to win about 15 units and 20 units. And with plus or minus, I'd say a standard deviation is about 20 units, just off the top of my head.
0: So I was going to ask you that, Steve. So, I mean, I guess it depends on how many bets you make for and and the size of the bets. But you'd expect to – I was going to say, is it 20 or 25 or maybe even 30 that you would expect to be up sort of annualized?
2: Yeah, 30 is too high. I'd say 20 is a good number, like I said. And I would would have confidence that um, – I'd have a 95% confidence level – that I would not be up more than 60 or be down more than 20 just off the top of my head. Maybe, maybe they always say, you tend to underestimate the tails like the disastrous year and the home run year. So maybe I'm underestimating them slightly.
1: What was I last year, Sean? So you were up eight units last year. Okay.
0: So eight and 33, so that's 41. So over the last two years, I'm up about 20 units a year on average
1: yeah just over those 2 years and certainly looking over however many years the shows have been going it's, it's certainly up for, for both of you it's like it's a long term record of, of being up um so you know all you right so what what
0: else about like um what about primetime games because i think
1: then we usually do better on primetime games yeah traditionally it um uh, has been that primetime games have always um, outperformed basically Sunday afternoon games or, or Sunday games. Um, this year, it basically flipped on its head. Um, and I, I think we thought, you know, primetime games generally get that bit more attention. So there's a bit more information out there. So that's why they outperform. But yeah, it's sort of, um, you, know, you, you were 50, you were, had a strike rate of 59% for non-primetime games this year, Ross and Steve had 55%. Whereas for the primetime games or any standalone games, that dropped to you know 50% for you, Ross, and um, 44% for Steve, um, which is basically a, a complete flip of what we've had in previous years. Um, Steve, kind of should we be better or worse on primetime games?
2: Probably worse because we would tend to – look to play the primetime games a little bit too much and because we know Because you everyone, feel like
0: pressure to have a bet on a standalone game for the listeners a little
2: bit. Exactly right. But we want to be a little bit careful with the small sample um conclusions. The movie A Beautiful Mind, that was Russell Crowe, right? Where he's spending yeah. all his time, you know, looking for Russian code in the newspapers and he finds it on a, on a daily basis. There is no Russian code, but you look hard enough for it, you'll find it.
1: Yeah, certainly when we do these like single season reviews, sort of what we find out of them is more, oh, that's slightly interesting rather than, well, this is the truth and what we should adjust and, and change our thinking to. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, that's definitely the way to approach it is, is find, them, find them interesting, not as gospel and to follow. I'll tell you something that is gospel, Sean. Rocket
0: money. Formerly known as Truebill, it's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. This is amazing. Over 80% of the people have subscriptions that they forget about. Most people have 12 paid subscriptions, the average person. Think about that, 12. That means you can probably only name four, five, six. So what are those other four, five, six? You need to find out. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. You know how many Labat blue lights that is? That's a lot. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash evenmoney. That's Rocket Money. Go to your happy place
2: for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
0: All right, Sean. Um, what else you got from us? Whether it's both of us or just me or just Steve.
1: Yeah, okay, so um b- back to our um teaser discussion as well, how how it performed slightly worse than the year before. I was um because I'd been such a big winner. Previously, I was really determined to find whose fault it was and by whose fault I mean which team, not whose fault you or Steve. What are you um, talking about? So with teasers. So, so with oh, our, teasers. Okay. Yeah, okay. With, with the, the um, downgrading teasers this year, I really tried to look in for this season to see what happened, um, see if we could blame a particular team or um, blame teasing a particular way. Um, but it look, it, when I broke it down – Teasing up, you know, it was the correct move 73% of the time. Teasing points down 76% of the time. Um, you know, in my head, I thought maybe teasing uh, teasing down had failed a lot more than I thought. Um, but ultimately, when it came to causing some issues this year with those, um, I'm happy to blame the Bucks. Because every time uh, when they were teased, we had um, combined about five or six legs. Uh, across the two of you, only hit once, and I think bucks for the whole season as well. We look at something like um, between the two of you, twelve bets on them, whether that's head to head or in a teaser, only hit one time. So one out of twelve is a success rate for the bucks across the two of you. Um, Rams, not once did they um, come up good. So between the two of you, seven bets. Not a single win, and ended up costing between the two of you fourteen units. So, while it wasn't a particular you know bet each way, it was those two teams overall really, um, really brought everything down. Um, which you know may, maybe that's to expect be expected with the Bucks. Um, I think people were expecting a bit more performance, um, but from them this year. But I was actually on board with Steve and took the under on the win totals at the start of the year on the Bucks. I was. Very happy with that play as well. But um that was that was really that was really quite interesting where, where they went. Just and that being the, the biggest loss-making teams that we've had in the last few years with were, were those two. Um I, Steve, I'm sure you know the math on
0: this. I am convinced if you or go heavy on teasers, heavy on underdogs. That over time you will win.
2: Yeah, I agree. Well, he- when you say heavy on teasers, heavy
0: on long teasers, yes, and heavy on underdogs. Like I feel like I get into trouble when I take favorites or I do totals or something that, like I like. I don't know, Sean. You probably have the numbers, but like, how do I do just on teasers and just when I have underdogs? Because I'm convinced. That's like the way to go. I mean, Steve, it's not
2: 50-50, right? Underdogs win more than favorites? They, they do. And it used to be you could, a lot of subsets, you could blindly play like Monday Night Football Home Underdogs for years back in the 80s and 90s was so good. And then it, 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 it tailed off. But in general, hey, most professional bettors, they play more dogs, they play more unders, and they absolutely you know, play the NFL teasers but only the long teasers. You got to go through the two and through the eight. And anyone who's following me on social media knows it drives me crazy. All these fake content providers couldn't make a living betting sports to save their lives up. It's not my money. I'll give out the Monday night football teaser side and total left and right. And and I'll go as far as to, I will never recommend a handicapper that gives out totals in teasers because the math is, is, is crystal clear. It's not my opinion. That it's a dumbo play. It is just stupid. It is just wrong. You will not win. The only way you can possibly win is if, if you're if you've got a play that's already a 55% play, and you're just by putting it in a teaser, it's not as good a play on that total. Just bet it straight. So if your handicapper is giving you NFL teasers or college teasers, fire him. He has no idea what he's doing.
1: What else, Sean? Yeah, so just just on that point with the the underdog. so based on when uh, you and Steve make the bets on Tuesday, so for the year, and this is pretty consistent across the years, so uh, the underdog uh, covered one against the spread 159 times compared to the favorite 124. So that's, you know, reflecting what Steve's saying about, you know, the underdogs are getting it. And um, the points total... Say that that again,
0: what was that number?
1: So underdogs 159 times would have been the right side of the bet, and the favourite 124 times uh, this for season, the whole season, every game, every single game, um, and that that's fairly been fairly standard across the years. Um, one thing that did stand out when I was um, working on this through the week is uh, over the past few years we we've had have relatively close to points totals being. Uh, 50-50 with the over and unders, but there's been a real division that's come in uh, the last two years. So it's, you know, jumped to about 55% of the games have been unders and about 45% over, where we had a run of about two or three years leading into that where it was sitting fairly consistently, you know, within a game or two of being 50-50. And now um, it appears to really have shifted um, significantly in the last two years. Um, Steve question for you. Do you do
0: this every year? Like when grade says this many underdogs, won, this many favorites, do you like get these numbers and review them every year to see where the trends are going, going into the next year?
2: Or do you not? I do. I don't look at my own bets. I probably should. I look at globally what grade it, grades is saying in terms of how our underdogs doing how are unders doing? And, you know, one thing, has there been any kind of fundamental shift in the NFL? And I can tell you, defenses have gotten very good at minimizing the big plays. So a lot of offenses are just, well, we got to, we got to take what the defense is giving me and longer ball can, can uh, time consuming drives has become more the norm in the NFL. And that obviously helps the unders.
0: Um, So one thing, Steve, you've never said, get through the key numbers of two and eight before. You've always said the key numbers of three and seven. So that's something that I took note of. You know, that's the first time you've said for the long teaser, you got to get through the key numbers of two and eight as opposed to just three and seven.
2: Yeah, so eight is... A really interesting number, not not as much two, but especially eight, because what's happened is that the Eagles five years ago figured it out that when you're down fourteen, you score a touchdown late in the game, and you're down eight, you should go for two. Won't well, bore everyone with the math; a sharp fifth grader can do it. Um, but yet, NFL organizations couldn't do it apparently for fifty years, well, for forty years, however long the two point conversions around. The memo's out. The entire NFL now realizes when you're down eight, you go for two. Well, guess what? That devalues the seven, and that makes the eight more valuable and the six more valuable. So we're seeing more and more underdogs losing by exactly eight points instead of seven if they fail on that two-point conversion, which means if I'm teasing all of a sudden, teasing a plus one-and-a-half up to a seven-and-a-half, they used to be stronger. And it's not as strong anymore, but teasing the two-and-a-half up to the eight-and-a-half, you're still capturing the eight. So um, eight is becoming a number that I'm paying a lot more attention to in my personal teasers.
0: Interesting. What else you got,
1: Grades? Um, another little um, strange thing that, you know, wasn't expecting but sort of stood out to me is that um, Steve appears to be suffering from a bit of a week 10 curse. Um, when I put it all together and I looked at it, it just turned out that it's been uh, in the last five years, Steve has not made a profit in week 10. And that's just the only week it's happened. So, just a strange little thing. That How actually, many years? It's been five years in a row um, since Steve made a profit. Now, uh, I have disclosure week, here. My
2: birthday often falls during week 10. And my <laughs> wife likes me to take that day off and to do some events. So, it's possible that that might not just be random noise. That might be my, my, my birthday week and I'm slacking. I was gonna ask
0: if that was Thanksgiving week.
2: Nah, it's like the second week in November.
0: Got it. That's funny. All right. Grades. What about the teams we uh that were the best for us or worst for us? I I want to know who to root against
1: or who to be mad at this offseason. Yeah, okay. So we, we talked about them in a bit of a teaser context before, but um so this year, Ross, you had um you bet on the Steelers 13 times throughout the whole year. Um, oh, sorry, that was that was last year. So you Steelers again this year. So 13 times last year you bet on the Steelers, 10 times this year. And that was uh, equal with the Giants, who you bet on 10 times. Uh, you left alone the, the Commanders, the Bears, the Chargers, and the Packers only three times. Uh, your best performing team was the Giants, who ended up netting you 13 units. Uh, and uh, the Rams, who we mentioned earlier, cost you big eight. And what was interesting, you had a perfect season on the Jets. Every time you bet them, they won. And the Colts, every time you bet on them, they lost uh, for you, which is the exact opposite from the year before. The year before, every time you played the Colts, they won for you. And every time you played the Jets, they lost. So a complete switch there. Um, for Steve, he had... a uh, Jags and Chiefs were his most popular plays um Chargers were the only team between the two of you that uh Steve didn't play once all year on the pod so they are uh, set at zero wow yeah
0: that's interesting Steve you didn't play the Chargers once I mean I guess the numbers the number
2: it's possible I avoided Charger teasers because I know they love to go for it so excessively fourth and two from their own 28 and I felt that their variance was higher, so that's certainly a possibility that I avoided charger teasers.
1: Anything else, yeah, Graves? And, and then, um, the and the worst team for Steve, which we mentioned before, was the Bucks, costing Steve ten units all on their own. Um, but yeah, had, had some good teams: Seahawks and Titans, uh, both came in perfect for Steve. And um, as we mentioned before, Bucks and Rams were just real killers this year. And um, every time Steve picked Bucks or Rams. Um, They did the dirty on him, and they lost. Speaking of killer, there's
0: nothing better for when you're talking football or any sport or even money podcast than Labatt Blue Light. If you want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Grades, don't go anywhere. I do want to ask Steve one question on the XFL. Um, You know, it was week two. How did you do, Steve? Because you spent all weekend week one making sure you
2: had the advantage. How would you do week two in the XFL? Three and three. Lost a game by half a point that I would have won by half if I would have betted it at post. So it could have been a four and two. But um, a disappointing three and three. Uh, I got to tell you, XFL, great rules. Uh, The kickoff rules and the punting rules are superior to the NFL. Bold prediction, the NFL will incorporate at least one of the XFL rules within the next five years on either the punts or the kickoffs. Wow. You like it that much? I I really do. XFL, number one problem, no offense. Bad coaches, um, emotional bad coaches, no offense. But the rules promote scoring so much that it helps to offset it. The home run, the MVP of the XFL, Dean Blandino, who is doing just after struggling every time I would watch him in NFL uh, broadcasts, he's the man in the XFL. He's the king. He's the czar. He is keeping the games moving along, making the right calls on all his replays, completely transparent. Dean Blandino, XFL MVP.
0: Wow. Um, That's good to hear. Um, What are you thinking for this week?
2: You know, this week, there's one fascinating game where Seattle, the Sea Dragons, are laying three at Vegas. Seattle's 0-2. And I like them. I have them a four-point favorite. I would bet Seattle at a bad Vegas team. And someone, what's funny, someone, Ross, told me, but Seattle's 0-2, Steve. And I'm like, I've spent like 20 hours on the XFL. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. Maybe we shouldn't bet them. So uh, Seattle's a phony 0-2. Seattle's perfectly good. In fact, I have Seattle the second-best team in the XFL right now at 0-2, and they're going to punk my Vegas Vipers this Saturday. So what, what? refresh my memory on the rules there, Steve? If you punt the ball into the end zone or out of bounds, the ball comes out to the 35-yard line on punts. We all hate punters, so this minimizes the punters, and it has a – uh, it's a strong incentive for teams once they cross midfield to go for it on fourth down and on kickoffs uh, you have the two teams facing each other on the on 30 yard line. The kicker is the only guy back who's, who's back. He has to kick it between the zero and the 20 or there's onerous penalties there. So you get a kickoff return on over 90% of the kickoffs.
0: Very cool. I love it. Uh, awesome episode. Grades. Uh, don't go anywhere. Cause I got a question for you, but thank you so much for coming on the show. That was amazing. Thank you so much for what you do every year grading us. It is absolutely awesome. Again, what's the social handle? Obviously they can talk football with you at patreoncom slash RT
1: media, but they can also get at you on social, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, at SWP Grady.
0: Love it. At SWP Grady, our guy, Sean Grady. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money.
1: Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.
0: Hey, Steve and Sean, it's okay if you don't. Do you guys each have 15 minutes? Especially Sean, do you have 15 minutes? I'm not doing anything else. Do you yes or no? It's okay if you don't. I got I two minutes, I
2: think I think. just two. I got to take my son to school.
0: Oh, okay, Steve. That's right. Steve, you go. I'm going to record an interview about Australia, NFL, what Australians gamble on now that we can use for another episode.
2: Outstanding. Ask Sean why 45-point favorites in Aussie rules football lose outright. I'll talk, I'll talk to you later. Okay, Bye. thanks, Bye. man.